0: Hey everybody, this is Nathan here with Jake, and you're about to listen to what we call Sound of Sanity 1.0. Now, Jake, what do we mean when we say Sanity 1.0?
1: Well, Sound of Sanity was a show we'd been wanting to do for a really long time, and we'd never really seen our way clear to getting it off the ground. Right,
0: so one day we decided the best way to get it off the ground was just to sit down, hit record, three friends talking into microphones.
1: Since that time, the show has changed and grown a whole lot. The modern version of Sound of Sanity really began to develop around episode 34 on Jordan B. Peterson. Yeah.
0: Uh, There's some stuff we're really proud of in this early iteration of this show and some stuff we're possibly, probably, maybe not so proud of, but there's some good stuff and we wanted to leave these up.
1: Plus, we thought it'd be fun for people who know the current show to go back and see how far the show's come. Yeah, fun and maybe sometimes a little humbling. No doubt. Anyway, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the current
0: version of the show. That's right. And meanwhile, please enjoy this episode from the archives. You are now listening to the Sound of Sanity. This sound will continue for the duration of the program. Are Christians insane to have concerns about the Nashville statement? We'll find out today on The Sound of Sanity. And I, of course, am your humble and obedient host, Nathan Albertson, joining you once again for another episode, a bonus episode today, Jake. That's right, Nathan. Yay! A bonus episode coming out when people least expect it. We're the heroes they need, not the heroes they deserve, or maybe the heroes they deserve, and not the heroes they need. I don't really remember how that <laughs> quote from The Dark Knight goes. It's the heroes, I have they something. No
1: idea what it's supposed to mean.
0: The heroes, but what is it though? What's the quote?
1: I don't remember. I can never remember because I can never figure out what like if i could figure out what it was supposed to mean then you could extrapolate from that what the what wording it was, was right but it doesn't work we're recording this emergency
0: session at jacob mentzel's house true or false true and the reason we're doing it is because we thought we wanted to say something about the old nashville accords right jake <laughs> it's very very similar to the sokovia accords i think <laughs> one of the Sokovia. Oh, those are from the Avengers Infinity War, whatever that thing's called. (laughs) Infinity War hasn't come out Civil War. Is it called Infinity War?
1: That one hasn't come out yet. I know, but is it the title? I think it is Infinity War.
0: Anyway, today, folks, we are here and we've wasted enough of your valuable time. We don't have our beloved... Uh, P.A. P.A., the Benjamin soldier. We don't have him here, but we're going to
1: soldier on. <laughs> He's probably at home alone. <laughs> yeah, staring into the corner. <laughs> we could probably probably call him right now and he'd be here in five minutes, but... yeah, We're not going to do it, though. We've got the
0: Jacob Mentzel. He's the pastor, of course, who's a master of reading. I always want to say that because based on another podcast, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the chief, man. I'm the chief. He's the chief executive officer of Warhorn Media. I, of course, am the creative director and... Let's be honest, one of the co-founders of of Warhorn Media. The other co-founder, of course, Jacob Mentel, right there himself, the man, the myth, the legend. He's in a gray t-shirt. He's got a beard and he pulls it off smashingly. Let's face it. Now, folks, there's been a lot of talk in the on the Twitter and in the Facebook and in the, the various platforms that you and I love to go to to get our news and to read our opinions and to do our things on the www, the World Wide Web, as I call it, the HTTP colon forward slash forward slash. Is it two forward slashes?
1: There definitely is two.
0: There's been a lot of talk about the Nashville Accords, as I like to call them. <laughs> What are they? The Nashville Statement? Nashville Statement. The Nashville Statement, yeah. we not want to about the Nashville Statement, and we wanted to offer our two cents. So here we are. So here we are. And the principal thing that we want to accomplish with this short, sweet bonus episode— I hope it'll be short, I hope it'll be sweet— is to, is to open up some space for you, our beloved listener, and for us, to have some real concerns about this thing.
1: That's right. Which is a
0: little bit difficult to do, right, Jake?
1: Yeah, it's hard because you have this, this statement that was released. It had what, 150 initial signatories, and they're all super high-profile, reformed evangelical celebrities, uh, many of whom our listeners know and respect. And, you got your John Packer, you got your
0: Albert Moeller, um, you got your J.I. Packer, is he one of J. I. them? J.I.
1: Packer, R.C. Sproul.
0: Basically, basically John who's who MacArthur of the evangelical world yeah, I mean it's and absolutely truly respectable guys and they all signed this thing
1: Yeah and so they've they've released it well CBMW the Council for Biblical Manhood and Woman it is the organization that released put forth I guess maybe the statement
0: it was the second most trending topic on pagan twitter not not christian at the and,
1: end of the day yesterday yeah. for most of the day it was the top trending topic
0: the top yeah so okay um, i didn't actually realize it hit the top
1: oh no it was on it was at the top most of the day when we were looking at it again um it was at the end of the day and it had dropped to number two because i don't remember what it overtaken it some probably some evening tv show <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but, but it,
0: episode of the uh, what's that show called with the starts with the g glitter Gypsy glee glee
1: no no that's yeah. a Re- netflix one isn't it are old oh yeah, yeah. Glee's a <laughs> glee's yeah. like been crap yeah. glow is what i was thinking of that's a netflix show though that is also that. a
0: thing but there's this show it's
1: got uh, we're meandering again um anyhow so all of these people uh, so cbmw releases this statement there are over 100, 150 or thereabouts, initial signatories, many of the, whom are the highest-profile reformed evangelical celebrities, and they're immediately then hit up with all kinds of hate for the statement, which is a statement on biblical sexuality. Right. And pagans are hating on them. The liberal Christians are hating on the statement. Rachel held Evans and like within the day, Nadia Bolts Weber. Why why wasn't an egalitarian invited to the. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. We'll get to that. Okay. Nadia Bolts Weber has already released her like Denver statement. She's in. She's in Den- she's, she's in Denver, Denver and she's uh, if you don't know, um, she's a I think Lutheran pastor of a uh, of a church in the Denver area, maybe actually Aurora. But
0: I don't like a sentence that includes the words "she's a pastor." <laughs> right? Yeah, but um,
1: <laughs> she, she well she she calls herself a pastor right. of a. Uh, I'm not even sure she would call it a congregation, but she's as liberal as pro lgbtq rstl and jk yeah whatever the alphabet the largest combination of alphabet soup Mm, that's what she is yeah and so she's like released her denver statement and you know rachel held evans is like this is like all this produces is hurt and suffering and shame no less than the in the pagan world the mayor the mayor of, of Nashville, Nashville, yes. Said, <laughs> this is poorly named. Right. This doesn't represent our fine city or its people. Right. Um, and then within more, some would say slightly more conservative Christian uh, camps, there are objections.
0: You've got your Gallagher, or however you say that guy's name. Liam Gallagher, Amy, Amy Bird. The
1: mortification of spin, guys,
0: and all Yeah, that. With, with those crowd, guys, yeah. Carl Truman. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, uh, lamenting that they're... W- You know, CBMW took it upon themselves to release a statement when they have uh, guys that believe in what they call, what some of them would call the ESS or EFS heterodoxy, what others would call the ESS heresy, the the eternal economics or ordination of the sun. And so then you've got these complaints that, well, why weren't there egalitarians on board or why weren't there. Why weren't they, you know, you know, they're nitpicking about, like, why wasn't there a clear statement about the Trinity? And then you've got this whole other group of people that's like, guys, they're trying to make a statement. Just shut up and get on board. And then you've got us. Yeah, you got us. <laughs> but here's the problem. We live in Bloomington, Indiana. That means we live in a community that is consistently ranked as one of the top five gay cities in the country. It is the home of the Alfred Kinsey Institute for Sex, Gender, and Reproduction. That's because Alfred Kinsey is from Indiana University. The Kinsey and Institute. The Kinsey walked, reports were I've released when he was. It, you know. Yeah, I think I've had classes in the building. For goodness' sake, when I was a student, we live um, in a very
0: hetero-flexible town. We see, I, I, I see people. You know, we see men and men and men holding hands. With with men, things like that. And that means regularly. that there are people
1: in our own church who are repenting of homosexuality because they've heard the good news and they've been called to repentance into faith and they are working and they're fighting their sin and they are trying to repent and to grow in godliness and to understand what it means to be a man or a woman and to embrace that with all their hearts. And it's hard and it's a struggle for them. And so here we are over here and we're actually in the thick of ministering to real people. And we have to... Th- Actually, ask the question:
0: What ammunition does this give us? What how what, does, this, what does help? this accomplish? How does this help? What does yeah. this do? What are we doing?
1: I you know I want to I want to say that superficially, for those who haven't thought or maybe been forced to think as carefully about these things as we have, living in the context that we're living in, the Nashville statement seems to be pretty intense or pretty hardcore or pretty solid, and we feel insane. Because we're looking at it and we're thinking,
0: uh, is it, wh- what's this really going to do
1: for uh, yeah. but, but
0: But you have to understand it's a natural extension of... It's, it's our church. It's our people. We're actually asking. It's it's not just like, we think we have sexuality figured out and better than anyone else. And therefore, we are the ones that you should be. It's not that. It's, it's really like, we want help. We want good resources out there. We want the help of Christian culture at large.
1: And we want to be able to demonstrate that we stand with other Christians across the country, that we're not unique, that we're not... N- Novel that we're not like some cult or hate group that we stand in solidarity with Christians across the country and throughout history on a biblical sexual orthodoxy. So it's
0: fair to say there's nothing we would love more than for this statement to come out and for it to be something that we, we can have embrace. been
1: we have been hoping been for this talking about calling for vainly because we don't have the. Pull to pull this kind of thing off. Some kind of uh, statement, a confessional statement, ideally an ecclesiastical statement. Not maybe not necessarily something from CBMW, but something, something, yeah. something. A piece of paper with things on it that say things.
0: And it's great. It, w- it would be what you know. It's it, it, it's nice to have John Piper sign it. It would be nice to you know. Yeah. Let's get all those guys. You know the guys that the New York Times actually knows. <laughs> so much the better. We would love for this to be the be all end all. And yet
1: it's not, it's not, it's not. And so then we look out at the world and, and we see people attacking it. And on the one hand, we see people attacking it and we see not just the pagan, the pagans are going to attack pretty much anything we do. Big deal. But then we see some of the right people, you know, it's, it's getting some of the right enemies. Mm -hmm. And, And it's like, Oh, okay but i want to like this y- but but then you can't you can't stop there you have to if you're gonna take a statement like this seriously you have to actually consider what it's saying and what it's trying to accomplish and whether or not it accomplishes it and as much as i would love for it to accomplish and to do what, what it proposes to do it doesn't it just doesn't do it it falls short and so i have a choice and the choice is man am i going to be honest am i going to care for real people As I work in the trenches of pastoral ministry, am I going to be honest about this thing, or am I just going to be like, yeah, this is a victory for the team, and I feel sane because my heroes have done this thing. (laughs) You'd love to do that. I mean, it would be nice. I can't tell you how much I would love to do that. Mm -hmm. I would love for these guys to have come up with something that was just like,
0: Yes. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to be, you know, these guys are already the fringe of mainstream culture. The pagans are hating on them. We don't want to be more fringy than them, <laughs>
1: you know? And we don't want to be part of... We don't want to be
0: beating up on them when, right. when the world's beating up on them. They've They've made some good enemies. We don't want to
1: be at, part of that. At the same time, we have to be honest when falling short and when they've failed. It's not fair to them. It's not faithful to them. And it's not faithful, especially to those who suffer under the Tim that this exact statement is addressing.
0: Now, I want to ask questions before we uh, talk a little bit more about that. Jake, I'm just a layman. I'm not... uh evangelical bigwig. I'm just a guy. I go to work and go to McDonald's Mm -hmm. and stuff and things. And why should I care about this? Either way, like, what difference does it make? I go to church and I try to love people and I try to live out my sexuality in a way that's glorifying to God. And you know, I mean, some guys said some stuff. What's the big deal, man? You know,
1: actually, if that's you, I want to say there's not one. Forget this thing exists and just love God and strive to be if you're a man a godly man and if a woman a godly woman and forget these big wigs forget their celebrity status and forget their celebrity statements and just don't care don't be bothered don't be bothered but the fact is a lot of people are bothered that's right and so what i want to say to you then is if if that's where you are and you're looking at this thing and you have thought, I don't know what to think about this or I don't know if I should be comfortable with it and you feel like there's a ton of pressure on you to just be like, yes, I'm 100% behind this because I'm gonna be on the side of these great men or I'm gonna be on the side of, um, even if there are some weaknesses or some things about it that I'm not sure what to think, I feel like I'm obligated because they're facing opposition to, to just sort of close my eyes and accept it, then I wanna tell you, You are not insane to feel that way, and you don't need to be intimidated into embracing this statement as it is, as the definitive, or even as a faithful basic statement on biblical sexuality, because the fact of the matter is there are many places where it is simply unfaithful, and that begins with the language that it uses, which is not biblical language, and It's failure to even cite or reference scripture, use biblical terminology, and it ends with the places where it's making space for those who would actually tear down biblical faith.
0: So what I thought we'd do, Jake, is obviously we don't have time to go through this uh, point by point, but there are, I have trouble reading Roman numerals. There are 14 points, is that correct? That's right. And um, I just thought we'd hit two of them today, four and eight. Yeah. And you can find this. It's um
1: Nashvillestatement.com. If you go to cbmw.org you can find it. I
0: myself am at c- cbmw.org forward slash Nashville dash statement forward slash. Yeah.
1: If you go if you go to Nashvillestatement.com, it'll redirect there. So Or
0: if you know how to use Google and you're, you know, living in the year two thousand seventeen, I'm gonna guess you can probably find this thing.
1: Or if you just open Twitter, I bet I'd be willing to bet that if it wouldn't take but a flick of uh, the mouse to find an, a link,
0: but a flick of the mouse. So let me give you. A, I'm going to give you a taste of the preamble, just so we can kind of see what this thing says it's doing. Yep. And then we'll then we'll hit two points, four and eight, and uh, we trust our listeners have already uh, either looked at it or, if they're interested, they can uh, hit the pause button and um, do that as they would like to. So. If you just look at the uh, preamble to this, it says evangelical Christians at the dawn of the 21st century find themselves living in a period of historic transition as Western culture has become increasingly post-Christian. It has embarked upon a massive revision of what it means to be a human being. By and large, the spirit of our age no longer discerns or delights in the beauty of God's design for human life. Many deny. So it's talking about, you know, the pressure that we all feel from the world to abandon the good things that God has built into our sexuality. The seculars, dot, dot, dot. This secular spirit of our age presents a great challenge to the Christian church. Will the church of Lord Jesus Christ lose her biblical conviction, clarity, and courage and blend into the spirit of our age? Or will she hold fast to the word of life, draw courage from Jesus and unashamedly proclaim his way as the way of life? Uh, and they say, we are persuaded that faithfulness in our generation means declaring once again, the true story of the world and of our place in it, particularly as male and female. So this is set up in some ways as, I don't want to say, a definitive statement but it's supposed to be as such statements are a somewhat comprehensive declaration of, Deca-
1: declaration of the fundamentals the principles of,
0: of like if we could all just agree on this then if we could if we could plant our feet here we'd we'd all have a place to stand and it would be a good place to stand.
1: Yeah, these are the fun- fundamentals of biblical sexuality. That's what these are this is presenting to us.
0: Yeah, we were you know, some people want this or that but if we could all just Except at least these accept these this then we can move forward in solidarity and is good so there are 14 different points we are just going to look at two of them today the first one i'd like to look at is article four which i will read for you now And they're all done in this uh, we affirm and we deny in each Right, Right, which,
1: which is a really good way of approaching things like this. You need affirmations Fantastic, and yeah. denials. That's, mm-hmm. that's what you want to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a good format. So Article 4. We affirm that divinely ordained differences between male and female reflect God's original creation design and are meant for human good and human flourishing. We deny that such differences are a result of the fall or are a tragedy to be overcome. So that's a really interesting one because it sounds pretty good.
1: It sounds really great. And as a surface. matter of
0: fact, if it was followed by articles that did some more work defining I think it'd be fine.
1: what the differences maybe are between men and women,
0: but it is in fact not followed by anything really.
1: No, the in fact, in fact, what it actually does in the next article, article five, is point to reproductive structures. And so all that you actually get that is explicitly mentioned in the Nashville statement are differences in body parts. Which the world is mad at them for. Right. Um, And so it's not something that goes without saying, sadly, in the culture that we live in. So it is important to point out that men and women are different. And that means body parts if you
0: have certain body parts god has made you to be a certain sort of someone and they do say that much but they say no more they say no more they don't what if you look at article seven they say we affirm that self concept i really don't like this
1: idea of self-conception as a way of speaking i'm not
0: a huge fan of like big words that tend to cloud things, but we won't spend a lot of time on that today. We affirm that self-conception as male or female should be defined by God's holy purposes in creation and redemption as revealed in scripture. So again, don't disagree. I think that uh, self-conception, I guess, as male and female, you know, my maleness, I'm a dude, I can tell because of my body parts, as they say in way back in Article 5, was it? So they say, uh, my maleness should be defined by God's holy purposes in creation and redemption as revealed in Scripture. Don't disagree. I think you should look at the Scriptures to find out how you should act as a man or how you should act as a woman, and you should agree that you are a man or you are a woman if, in fact, you are one. But they don't actually do any more work beyond
1: that, do they? No, there's no help in understanding or defining. There's no clarity being presented here in what it means to be a man or a woman. You could walk away from this document thinking... Nothing more than that your biblical duty is to say, I have certain body parts, therefore I am a man, therefore I am a woman, and that doesn't correspond to anything about how you should live, how you should interact with the world, how you should interact with members of the same sex or the opposite sex, anything like that, apart from... I should not have intercourse with somebody of the same sex who has the same body parts as me.
0: And I should look to the Bible to figure out what to do, but they don't, you know, for a statement that's meant to be all encompassing in some sense, that's meant to be, to, to, to give us the key points, they don't actually tell us what the key points about script. you know, what is it that a man is, is it supposed a, to do? Is
1: it a sin to not identify as a male and to act as a man? What well, what does that mean? We don't know.
0: Yeah, I really, I, I sort of want people to go listen to our Malacoy episode, episode number four of World We Made, uh, where we, we talk about, well, you can listen to the episode. But the point is, we actually struggle with a little bit. and You can hear us struggle. And you can hear it. It's it's, it's always a little funny in the podcast. It's it's dramatized a little bit in that, you know, I, I I kind of play the everyman in the podcast. And I say, oh, well, Jake, what do we think about this? And Jake says, ah, oh, you know, my idiot friend. But it's, true that when we talked to tim bailey who we were interviewing for the podcast we were struggling through it and i was definitely struggling through it and it, it, these are difficult things to think about but if you're going to make a statement you know
1: yeah and again that's not to say that we would have done a, a better job of defining what it what it well actually <laughs> we would have tried right <laughs>
0: well that's the thing um they didn't they didn't try they didn't try you know it yeah it, There's arguments to be had about what it means to be, to be a man, what it means to be a woman, what, what, what a woman can do and what a man can, there's, there's, there's discussions to be had. And there are also scripture verses to talk about. And there are scripture verses to be talked about. And what do they mean? But you know, I, I, I hate to say this, but it's like, I feel like even if they did the work and made some bold statements and. I completely disagreed with them. In some ways, I'd respect that more than the fact that they just leave it, you know, for me to figure out. But
1: the devil's advocate is going to say, well, those things are very hard to define. Scripture doesn't go out of its way to define it. And so you're talking about a broad coalition statement, um, something that needs to be big tent. So why can't you just leave it at that, uh, as the scripture says, in accordance with the scriptures? It's not an easy question to answer. It's not
0: an easy question to answer, but the scripture, I don't know. I mean, at the very least, the scripture tells us what husbands should be like and what wives should be like. At the very least, the script, I mean, there's things that aren't rocket science, and they don't even start with those.
1: Yeah, I think that even just taking the baby step of acknowledging the sin of effeminacy, mm-hmm. that it's a real thing, and that those who practice such things are worthy of hell. right. they don't don't come close to saying anything like that. And the problem is, this is all well and good until the rubber meets the road with real people. But when you have real people in front of you who are struggling against their sin, who are lusting after members of their own sex and who want to be godly and who don't know what it means to be a man or a woman, you have to have something to tell them. You have to be able to guide them. And it can't be, uh, be warmed and filled, brother. And it can't be... Well, learn to hunt with a bow and get a 10 point buck. And if you're a woman,
0: then wear a frilly dress and cook biscuits in the kitchen. It's got to be more than that. You've got
1: to help people understand. Uh, what it means to be a man and to be a woman. Okay, this statement wasn't trying to explain how to pull that off pastorally, but what it what it's actually doing is it's making space for you to be able to say, I'm just totally gay and effeminate and or butch and a lesbian.
0: Or I'm a woman and I'm a pastor.
1: Or I'm a woman and, and all I need to do is acknowledge the fact that I have these body parts and that these body parts mean that I should make, should only have sexual desires for a member of the opposite sex within the covenant bonds of marriage, nothing more, nothing less, period. Actually, not true. I should only have sexual relations right. <laughs> with someone of the opposite sex within the covenant bonds of marriage. I can desire pretty much anything I want to because right. those are attractions that I experience. Right,
0: and we should uh, we should get to that next, I guess. But, I mean, I, I before we do, I just want to say, I mean, I just think— it's really the oldest trick in the book. And I do it myself all the time when I'm tempted by sins. I define sanctification and holiness as narrowly as possible. Right. And then I do that. Yep. And, and then you I, feel good about and yourself. I feel good about myself. I give myself a little pat on the back. And
1: Got my golden star today.
0: Get my star, get my uh, pr- my eraser out of the prize box. And um, <laughs> what have I really done? There, there, there's a word for that. I believe it's a uh, Ferris. Um, pharisaism 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 hypocrisy Um, (laughs) stupidity um (laughs) bad wickedness (laughs) godlessness right (laughs) 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 Uh,
1: i'm
0: sorry guys it is this is 100% 100% not a joke, true. Jake texts me and says, have you seen the Nashville statements? I assumed it was probably some, like a letter to the editor or something that Keith Urban or Carrie Underwood had written. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> some Nashville star, somebody on the Nashville TV, isn't there a TV show called Nashville, I think? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and, and before I've even got, I have even had a chance because Tuesday was the day it was released. And, and so before I've even got a chance to, to look at it, I'm and so, and we're trying to think about this book that we are releasing next week, The Grace of Shame. Yes.
0: <laughs> and... Grace of Shame is a book by Tim Bailey. He's the featured uh, pastor, he's our head pastor, and he's the featured pastor of uh, The World We Made. In, season uh, one. Season one. And... Um,
1: yeah, and he co-authored that book with his son, Joseph, and with... Uh, pastor Jürgen von Hagen. Yeah, he's a pastor from Germany, and, uh, and the book is critical... Of many uh, of a number of signatories of the Nashville Statement,
0: we've just come out with a podcast a week or two ago that's critical of uh, livingout.org, uh, The members it's, of whom are approve approve of this statement.
1: Yes, yeah, Sam Mulberry is uh, is a signer of it. He's with livingout.org. We've dealt with ed shaw on the world we made i've engaged with a guy named sean doherty who's a co-founder of LivingOut.org on twitter uh, which you will hear more about in next week's episode of the sound of sanity mm-hmm. and in that conversation with sean he's telling me that there's a moral equivalence between a man having sex with a woman outside of marriage and a man having sex with a sheep <sighs> And this is what these guys believe, that it's all morally equivalent. It doesn't matter if it's pedophilia, bestiality, homosexuality, or heterosexuality, anywhere outside of the bonds of marriage between one man and one woman. It's all equally perverse, equally unnatural. And here It's comes all this morally statement equivalent. From, and here's the yeah, statement. And they're able to... Anyway. <laughs> and so then you have Article 8 of the statement. Article 8 right? of the statement. And listen, if you, if you missed it... Go back and man, I hate to do this to people, but go to go to my. Twitter and look at my interactions with Sean Doherty. It's all right there. And then realize this
0: guy is able to support this statement. Um, Well, let's read Article 8. Let's get to that.
1: Why is he able to support it? Let's think through, think that through as we read Article 8 out loud.
0: We affirm that people who experience sexual attraction for the same sex may live a rich and fruitful life pleasing to God through faith in Jesus Christ as they, like all Christians, walk in purity of life. We deny... That sexual attraction for the same sex is part of the natural goodness of God's original creation or that it puts a person outside the hope of the gospel. And that is the landmine that blows up the statement for us. I think it's fair to say I was not a huge fan, obviously, of Article 4. Um,
1: Lots of problems throughout. Um, Article 9 actually supports the idea that these are moral Equivalence by putting heterosexual and homosexual morality on, on the same plane, but, but Article 8 is really the one that just, you guys, uh. you have to be able to think biblically about these things. You have to think... And you have to understand language and what people are doing and what people are saying with the language. These are careful people. They're smart people. They know what they're doing when they choose their words. And these are the words that they choose. We affirm that people, I mean, it's it's just,
0: I'm sorry. I, I, I want to be able to support this thing. I really do. We affirm that people who experience
1: sexual Stop. attraction. People who experience. What is it saying if it's saying you experience it? It's not something that you do of your own volition. It's not something that you're responsible for.
0: No, I experience waking up in the morning. I experience oxygen. It just
1: happens to you.
0: I experience experience the fact that I'm- It's a
1: morally neutral thing that just happens. I happen to experience attraction. Not lust. Not lust. Not perversion. Nothing that has any moral weight to it, but attraction. I'm attracted. I experience attractions. That is a problem you know, the test from the world we made really does apply and hold true here.
0: And you can hear that test in episode five, I believe.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll probably also again in six, if not
0: definitely in five. And you can read all about it in the grace of shame. That's uh, right. Which should be available next,
1: next week. That's right. Next week yeah, yeah. on Monday. Monday. On Labor Day.
0: Yeah. And it'll be available for free on uh, at warhornmedia.com, correct? Yeah, that's right. Download the PDF. No strings attached. We affirm that people who experience uh, this thing happens to them. We affirm that people who happen to have a thing happen to them may live a rich and fruitful life. Yay. Pleasing to God through faith in Jesus Christ. Yay. As they, like all Christians, walk in purity of life.
1: So replace,
0: replace, uh, We affirm that people who experience sexual attraction for children may live a rich and fruitful life, pleasing to God through faith in Jesus Christ. We
1: affirm that people who experience sexual attraction for sheep. We affirm that people who uh, want to... uh, People who experience attraction to the goods of other people. Guess what? If I experience an attraction to things that do not belong to me, the Bible has a name for that. It's called covetousness. And guess what the Bible says about covetousness? It's sin we don't speak about experiencing attractions to sin. We speak about desiring, lusting after sins, things that are not ours to have. And so what happens when we say experience sexual attraction? We make it all morally neutral. And so it's not a sin to lust after another man if you're a man. It's not a sin or a perverse thing to lust after another woman if you're another woman. It's simply an attraction that you happen to experience. And so then when it says walk in purity of life, what does that mean? I don't know, actually. There's no way of knowing what it means. It means what you want it to mean. It means... It could mean... It means to Sean Doherty of livingout.org that you simply don't act on those desires by having sex with a sheep or with a little girl or with a little boy or with another man. But, but we don't even, re- I mean,
0: act on those desires. Well, can I look at <laughs> pornography? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can. Maybe you can. Can I fantasize about it? I don't know. <laughs> so long as, y- yeah, where do you draw that line is the real question, right? And what this refuses to do is draw the line at, at the place of sinful, inordinate desire, lust. It refuses to draw the line there. It carefully avoids drawing the line there because it wants to make space exactly for people like Sean, like the livingout.org guys, like the gay Christian movement, the gay celibate Christian movement, those guys who who want to be able to have all of the accoutrements of being gay and getting their flame on and want to draw the line arbitrarily like a good Pharisee at the level of physical intimacy that is wicked. That is not confessing your sex, which is why they didn't go back in Article 4 and tell us what that meant and what it looked like. Right? They wanted to make space for these guys, and it may have been born out of misplaced compassion for guys that find it hard and difficult.
0: Yeah, I don't want to say everyone that did this was ill-intentioned, you know? I mean, yeah, sure it was born out of compassion. But this is
1: part of the problem when you put these guys forward and you let them lead you. They're broken. You don't take guys who have been given over. Romans 1 makes clear a progression for a reason. Unnatural passions, it says, and those unnatural contrary passions contrary to nature, it are says. are a product of God's judgment on someone. And so you take somebody who is given over to those desires, and you say, "Here, move to the front lines and fight this fight for us." It's un. Unfa- it's 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 so unfair to them. It's it's. We'll talk about it more
0: in the episode coming out next Tuesday. But you know, I mean, it's just like you almost feel
1: sorry for them because they don't have. They're not equipped for it. Yeah, and what you end up saying to them is, "Sick man, heal yourself. Blind man." Be our guide, and it's not that these guys like. I'm sure many of them they're they are committed uh, one way or another to to fighting their sin, to
0: monogamy to chastity to whatever.
1: But at the end of the day, if you're making peace with your lusts, you may have deeply rooted, persistent, besetting sin in your life that's really hard, and you may never get over it, and you may never find in your life the desire as a man to uh, to be with a woman or as a woman to be with a man. The problem is. The minute that you make peace with your lusts and because the fight's hard and tiring, difficult to maintain. And so you try to find ways to make peace with your lusts and say, I can't become, I can't, I find it hard, so hard to be and to act and to play the man that I'm just going to, I need relief and I need a place where I can feel like a faithful Christian. And so I'm going to draw my arbitrary Lines and rules, and the line's just going to simply be at sexual intercourse with another man or whatever it is. Celibacy, as I, right. as I define it, then you've you've given up. You've given up the fight. I know that it's hard. Yeah, I I know, and I work with and I love people who struggle and who struggle hard and who fall into sin and who are tempted repeatedly. And I've I've seen people who have fallen deeply into sin and by God's grace have come back. I've seen people have fallen and been destroyed by it and been destroyed. Article eight of the Nashville statement, clearly written by somebody who has never ever loved and cared for a man who struggles with desires for another man and understands that that is a wrong and sinful thing for him to do and wants help fighting against it.
0: People that are in bondage to these lusts, it's excruciating and they want Relief and they want the relief that comes through the blood of Jesus and that comes through real repentance and when you give them a Cheap salve that's not helping, you know Um, We affirm that people who experience sexual attraction for the same sex may live a rich and fruitful life Pleasing to God through faith in Jesus Christ as they like all Christians Jake walk in purity of life
1: We've just refused to define it in any meaningful way so whatever is pure to you
0: and It's such a slap in the face to God because apparently he's decided for some completely arbitrary reason to say that even though we all experience these kinds of things and we can't help them and it's all part of the vast tapestry of human experience, he's decided to be
1: restrictive about it.
0: Yeah. There's no metric for knowing why. There's no metric for what's beautiful or what's good or what's helpful or what's wonderful or what's what yeah, there's no
1: vision of actual sexuality as God designed or intended it. There's nothing like that. There's
0: just uh we got to be monogamous for some reason because it's beautiful and it's what the scripture says, I guess, and here's some words about that. But there's no, I guess that's what I really want to say about this whole statement is there's no there's no vision for the beauty of sexuality behind it.
1: Yeah, it's it's nothing like a full confession of biblical sexuality or anthropology it's just here are some things that god said yes to and some things that god said no to and we really don't have any way of distinguishing between them except you know god's arbitrary rule i mean god could have said you have babies by wearing the color pink right (laughs) (laughs) but he said you know a man and a woman and so sorry yeah (laughs) like um and that's the thing that has been missing for a long time across the, the evangelical world—is any vision of what God designed, what God intended for sexuality.
0: And precisely because it's been missing from the evangelical world, because it's be, bec- been missing from the church, and therefore missing from the culture, people feel like this thing stri- strikes a blow. You know, uh, the, the world—the world hates it. Well, of course, they do, but what it's saying is as boring as as, uh, 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 the thing the good things that it does say are as boring as saying people breathe oxygen and therefore we should allow them to intake air Um, that's right it's very basic biology and very basic theology and it doesn't go beyond that to see the beauty or the vision behind it and I, i don't know i think we need to be done here but people don't have to feel insane about questioning this thing we 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 don't have time to offer the definitive statement on it right now. Uh, Maybe we'll have more to say about it as this show goes, as, you know, uh, I'm sure Tim will have things to say about it in various
1: mediums. People should just read his book. Yeah. Um...
0: (laughs) Turns out this was all a sales pitch for the grace of shame. Seven errors. Um. A
1: sales pitch to get you to download a free PDF. Yes,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Give us zero money and don't even sign up for an email list, I don't think. Um, you, can, you can go to warhorn.com. Listen, if, you,
1: if you've been following along, if you've been a part of this, if you've been a part of the world we made, if you've been a part of the Sound of Sanity, if you're hitting this Nashville statement, this timing was not our design. It was God's design. And, um, mm. and... I think that this book is is an important book, and so it's going to say things about um, people maybe that you love, respect, and uh, find to be your heroes that maybe, uh, maybe you don't like, but you know what? If we're going to be faithful to God, and if we're going to be faithful to our brothers and sisters who struggle from these various temptations and lusts, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
0: The Bereans searched the scriptures and they had the Apostle Paul preaching to them and they still wanted to, you know, we should
1: end with a story. Yeah.
0: We? Um, we, so, like
1: t- you said, we we've, we've been alternately depressed, dismissive we in spent in a fog yeah we, we spent uh, we, we could not find a place to record
0: we had a, a, if you've seen the Bat, uh, uh, Adam West Batman movie some days you just can't get rid of a bomb he's running around trying to get rid of the bomb and first there's some school children here and then there's some nuns there and then there's some ducks in the lake and everything <laughs> and then he's fine. some days you just can't get rid of them we could not find a place to record and it was very frustrating we had a frustrating day on every level yeah, that's right. Um, and we were experiencing Every uh, uh, every conceiv- we were uh, one might even say we were experiencing denial, anger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's the bargaining? <laughs> I don't know if we bargained with anybody. Acceptance, except uh, we. Well, this is this is in fact the story. We will story. not accept, <laughs> right? But. We go to uh, good old Sam's Club, the uh, haven of uh, good old Sam Walton. He's got his—you uh, can buy a giant industrial strength thing of uh, five peanut butter jars in a pack there, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And um, to get our hot dog and our pizza.
1: Yeah, I got a you know two dollars and fifty cents for a slice of pizza and a coke.
0: I spent exactly three dollars sharp uh and no change for two two, uh kosher hot dogs and a coke and um we eat our meal we sit there glumly we go to throw away our trash
1: i'm ahead of nathan on the way to the trash can and there's uh this old lady like in her 80s with her husband really old lady yeah who are just standing there in the way and
0: uh we can't get to the trash can because they're just blocking the way
1: you want to be annoyed and you stand there for half a second and
0: i actually was annoyed for half a second yeah i was
1: too and then you know but we've had i've had this happen before and i've thought okay you know one day you're gonna be old and how dare you actually (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and so i think okay i just need to relax and go around because she's clearly not moving and then as i start to go around i notice this uh this table with a mom and her two kids and the boys are playing and one of them is just laughing g- laughing gleeful, just as happy as a i mean it, and i'm what he couldn't have been more than 18 months old and uh, maybe just 2 l- years old lost in laughter just Yeah laughing. he just mm-hmm. was having it was just delightful and mm-hmm. um and then i i look over and i realize that this grandma, this grandma and her husband had just stopped and been captivated, and were just grinning ear they to ears.
0: Big, they had big smiles on their face, and they, they were just just
1: just thrilled and delighted with and captivated by this little boy and his laughter. And it was so sweet and so beautiful, and it couldn't couldn't blame them. And so. I came around, walked around several tables and threw my trash away on the other side of I this lady. I walked all the way in the opposite direction. To a different trash can. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and I walked away and I just started to uh, to tear up. At the end of the day, God is God and God made the world the way he made it. And God wins. Mm-hmm. And uh, out of the the mouths of babes, he's established his
0: praise. He made uh, men and women, and uh, he made them to bear fruit and have children. And here was an old couple, and Saw it. <laughs> they, they were delighting in it. <laughs> and uh, I walked in the opposite direction, and I I, I teared up as well. And um, Jake actually copped to it later, and that allowed me to cop to it. I was embarrassed by it. But um, it was such a breath of fresh air.
1: I it was mean, just what we needed. It was know? like
0: we'd been in a dungeon all day and suddenly sunshine, green grass, you know, trees, the breeze. I mean, it was just like, oh, God made the world and he made men and women and kids. And
1: and he wins. And he wins.
0: <laughs> and man,
1: I I,
0: I, I I wish this statement had a little bit more of that. You know, I mean, I, I, the just a little more
1: sense of that.
0: A little bit more sense of that. You don't. It, no my It's like we can't just be. Of course, we when when there, when there's a battle, we're going to be embattled. But we can't just be embattled. We have to delight in this stuff. God is good, and the things He made are good.
1: Sexuality is good. Man and woman is good.
0: Fruitfulness is good. And here's an old couple, and who knows whether they were Christians or whatever. Wouldn't be surprised if they were, but. They were just delighting in it because of course they were, because it was good because it was good. It was so sweet to see. Um, And God bless that couple
1: and that little kid and his mom and his brother. It was exactly what we needed. So, so when you're feeling insane about this stuff and you're looking at these articles and trying to parse out language of self conception or whatever, (laughs) and this is why I said more towards, towards the top about your hypothetical guy, forget about it. Like go home, love your wife, love your husband, love your children. Do the work God's given you to do. Make fruitful love. Be a man who honors the Lord. Be a woman who honors the Lord. And do the work God's given you to do. Jesus wins in the end. This cultural battle, this fight, it's hard. It's going to be hard. It may and very likely will get harder. But in the end, we win.
0: That's right. (laughs) Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. In case you can't tell, it's been a long day. But uh, we'll be... Should um, we tell them what time it is? It one is, thirty-three uh, in the... Um, what does AM stand for? That's a good question. Anno That's Meridian. I sh- <laughs> don't have Solzer here to look it up for us. Um, probably tell it's been a long day if you're listening <laughs> to this. Um, uh... Anti meridium. Anti So it's a 133. Anti Ah man. Ah boy. Anyway, we love you. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with a more traditional episode of Sound of Sanity next week. And I hope you enjoyed and profited by this bonus episode. episode. It was engineered by me, Nathan Alberson, in lieu of our faithful PA, Ben Solzer. It It was produced by me, Nathan Alberson. And like all fine Warhorn products, it was... Executive produced by me, Nathan Opperson, and my beloved friend, Jacob Bentzel. Until next time, folks, from everyone here at Warhorn Media, please, 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 please. you just gotta (laughs) go out to Walmart, see an old man, an old woman laughing at a little kid, and then maybe you will be able to, in fact... (laughs) Do the one thing that we really think you should do, which is to be to which is wait, wait,
1: wait, which is to stay sane. <laughs> uh.